want to learn about random stuff. Thanks, tiny computer. Thanks, tiny computer. Thanks, tiny computer. Hello. Hi. That's Sheridan. That's Taryn. And this is Thanks, Thanks tiny, tiny Computer. We are back to recording and we are so excited and we're starting off with a bang. This week, we have a very special guest, Leslie Snyder. She's a fellow fur mom, one of the creators of the soon-to-be podcast, My Other Book Club, and my best friend. Welcome, Leslie. Hi. Thank you guys so much for having me. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Busy week. Yeah? What's been going on? Uh, Lots of work. I have recently been traveling to Northwest Arkansas a lot for work and um, realizing how beautiful it is in Northwest Arkansas. Is Northwest Arkansas probably where uh, Crystal Bridges is? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I've been in the Bentonville, Fayetteville, Rogers I love it. That's so nice. I I actually just saw on my Instagram when I was scrolling the other day from Crystal Bridges and they have another Northern Lights exhibit starting and I want to go back. We should. So bad. We should all go. Our last experience. Yeah. Our last experience was (laughs) a little bad. So, so we need to go again. They're closed on Tuesdays. That mm-hmm. I do know. I was there and I, my free night was Tuesday night. And that's oh, the one of day course. of the week that they're closed. So I have yet to go. Aww. But there's lots of fun places to hike and be in nature. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Beautiful area. Have you got to hike mm-hmm. on your trips? A little bit. Good. Yeah. It's At least so I can get out, out in nature. There's a lake in Fayetteville that has a big track around it. And it's beautiful. That's I love so nice. that waterfall and everything. I love that. I love that. <laughs> we love a good lake. <laughs> I like lakes with water. I like my lakes full of water. <laughs> Maybe some fish. <laughs> well, Sheridan, what about you? How's your week going? So as you all know, I'm a teacher and school is back. And for virtual. my, yeah, for my district, we're starting virtually. Thank God. <clears throat> but we've had just constant training it's been a little bit much. A lot of teachers are feeling the pressure and we're a little overwhelmed. But we have heard from other teachers in surrounding districts that have not had as much training as we've had. So while it's kind of frustrating, we're actually really thankful that we've had the opportunity to learn what we're about to be doing. It's a lot, but we'll get there. I've heard it's been nice because like TPS is using a proven method, so sure. to speak, whereas a lot of privates, for example, are totally winging it. Yeah, and also, so the spring when we went virtual was survival mode, and we all just jumped right in it. Now yeah. it's a little bit more streamlined. Everybody's using the same platform, which is really nice if you have multiple kids in the district or in different grades. So anyways, it should be a lot more simple to navigate and everything like that. So anyways, today I worked on creating a virtual classroom. It's called a Bitmoji classroom. Oh, cute. I, I'll, I'll show you guys after. It's actually really cute especially for kindergarten because they can like click easily they have a visual it tells them they click on my little person and i can tell them what to do anyways it's pretty cool the things that they've come up with for virtual is really great well and i feel like it should be relatively easy or as far as computer and technology it's not like their first generation computer user that's true mm -hmm. since they've been born they've been playing on technology and luckily we do have the Because schools are really heavily technology-based, like, we try to use them in the classrooms anyways, and a lot of the older siblings are able to help them at least click on things, you know, so that is nice. You know what's so funny? I was recently talking to someone, a a parent that I work with, 
and she was saying how they can get online and they can log in to see all of their students' assignments and things. I could not even imagine that. That was nowhere near. Yeah. A, there was not even a thought in anyone's mind when I was in school. So it's it's amazing how far things it's, have come. I know. We, it's nice. I feel like I got away with a lot because there Absolutely. was not. I had a Nokia. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> I remember getting a Nokia, but none of my friends had a phone, so it was really pointless. But I would play Snake <laughs> on it, and then I was like. Do you remember pressing the number? Three, yes. Like. Like, What's I was the called? fastest texter because... Did you win any competitions? No. <laughs> well, speaking of school, I started my classes back up. Yay! I know. It's been a little overwhelming trying to get back in the groove of, like, having a schedule. Yes. And it's all online, so it's, like, really up to me. And I did this online live class, and I really like my instructor, my professor and um she's super intelligent and she's my uh, physiology teacher but it is a scheduled thing yeah and now i've gotten in the groove with online courses of being able to just do it all in the morning now i have to meet tuesday and thursday nights at 5 30 to 8 you know and i'm oh, like gosh. dang it yeah, yeah that is that's a little harder but It'll be good. Yeah. And there's a girl in my class. Like, it's kind of fun, though, because we we have to be, like, on camera uh-huh. and on Zoom. Oh, wow. And so people will get their animals up. But this one girl, her cat, keeps walking in front of her camera. It's so funny. <laughs> I just want to also say we, uh, the, uh, the staff at my school, we did a Zoom call where we all were pretending to do something you shouldn't do on Zoom. And we recorded it and we're sending it out to our students to watch. Like, mine was eating because we can hear yeah in, in the camera so i was eating and then our principal go uh miss zuniga what are you doing that you shouldn't be doing and i was like oh i'm sorry i shouldn't be eating and then she would say in spanish because i cannot but anyways so we did all of these different things it i just really want to say sheridan can speak spanish now she's getting really good at it yo soy practicando en español si mi, mi español si 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 Tu practicando tu español? No. No, no. no. <laughs> I can I can tell what you're saying to me, but I don't really know what you're saying. I think I said sense? I think yeah. I said Do you speak Spanish? No, I said are you practicing your Spanish? Oh. But, See, but I was along the lines. You got the Spanish part. <laughs> <laughs> but the point of that story was I got the no, I do not understand. <laughs> the point of the story was one of the teachers their thing they shouldn't be doing was holding their pets up in the camera. And she's like holding your dog like right into the screen. One of the girls in my class was like doing that on purpose. So I was like, well, fine. Come here, Henry. Oh my gosh. You guys were doing the things that we were telling our students not to do. You're worse than elementary children. There's anyway. always a dog or a baby making an appearance. Oh, in yeah. Pretty much every meeting. I, I feel have. like being at home. Yeah. How can you avoid it? It's inevitable. Henry's like, I'm like, oh, I can't resist. Mine you. is exactly. not, not, you can never see Mill, but you can see me. <laughs> telling her to get away from me while I'm on the call. Last night I was starving because again, 5.30 to 8 that's like way, like I eat at 7 That's or all six. of dinner time. Yeah. So I was like, Devin sneak in Taco Bueno to me. So I had, I had my camera to where it was like my nose up and oh, I was funny. eating Taco Bueno. <laughs> I wish someone would do that in my life. <laughs> Sorry. I so. ate, I ate breakfast the other day where I would just put my face on the other side of the screen and take a bite and chew, and then I'd come back, <laughs> take a bite. 
because mine was no eating. And then I was like, I really am eating breakfast though. Right now. <laughs> oh, what's been going? What else has been going on, Leslie? Let's see. Um, I recently started volunteering with Food on the Move. Oh, Yay. that's awesome. I, I think you guys have talked about this. We have. Yeah, shared I've shared these episodes. Yeah. with them, and I, I have done a little bit. I was yeah. on the committee last year. Yeah. I wasn't a very good member. <laughs> Ask Ree. <laughs> oh, I'm asking Ree. <laughs> well, it's been great. It's been so hot. but um, Yeah, and you guys have to wear masks. And- yeah. It's it's pretty the masking while in 100 degree heat is pretty intense, but um, it's so rewarding that, you know, at the end of the night, you don't care how I think it's cool too. like if there's leftover food, you can take some home too. like Mm -hmm. I've I've taken food home. We've actually sent uh, the first night I did it. We served like 800 families, I think. And ran out wow. of everything. We were completely out. That's and amazing. Last night, we ran over in dairy. But otherwise, we were out of everything. It amazes me how long people will wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, you know, how just the volume of people that are coming through. I, I feel like Food on the Move is probably getting a reputation, though. Like, they give so much. Oh, so much. And it's they give amazing. really good products. Yeah. And yeah. nice. Like, the produce is always really good and everything. Yeah. Uh, I've had the girls bring me leftover food mm-hmm. <laughs> and when I volunteered I would take leftover food yeah. and like I still have like four like four packs of butter in my fridge I have freezer. them in my oh, freezer wow. too yeah I like so much butter if I'm you like, guys need any butter out there just contact things tiny computer yeah seriously food <laughs> seriously on the move. if you are in need of food or anything absolutely like, it's amazing it's wonderful fresh produce that's their main mm-hmm initiative is getting fresh food definitely to food and deserts. i really liked that when i volunteered that i think his name was i don't know his name he would he like talked before to let us all know what we were doing and everything kevin, kevin. kevin. yeah thank you he told me like or he told us not just me specifically but he was telling us like food is me- sheridan <laughs> sheridan listen <laughs> food is medicine okay and we're giving people that yeah so that's pretty much what it was and i was like oh I he's really so like nice that. so nice so it was good um, Taryn, you have anything else going on? Well, uh, between <laughs> school and being depressed, I've been watching Alone on Netflix. Oh, oh gosh. It's so good. It is a survival of the fittest show. Oh, okay. I'm already out, oh, down yeah. for this. There's 12 people sent out to the Arctic, and they have to survive off the land. They can only take 10 things with them. Porn. So good. I said S. I was Number like, one. SPF. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Did they're, anybody take SPF? No, their poor faces are just. They you look are like so, calloused hands. You are so smart. That would be so smart. Calloused I mean, faces. Theoretically, can't you like make mud and cake it onto yourself? I, I would do that probably. But the, the ground is frozen. Oh, fair. You said Arctic. <laughs> when the show, when it finally ends... It's like negative 10 degrees. Oh, my goodness. It looks like effing hell. That sounds awful. Well, I thought hell was like fire. <laughs> this is the opposite. I don't know what's worse. I'd yeah, rather I burn, I think, than freeze to death. I don't know. I don't know. Like, we don't want to talk about pro- either one, really. Yeah. I guess being frozen to death, you still look pretty. <laughs> yeah. yeah Burned not, alive, you're you just not nothing. pretty Scary. after being burned. Ah, burn me. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> these people are incredible craftsmen. Like, they build the, mo- like, the 
their little houses. So all they can take is a tarp. But they build these houses. Do they get to pick their ten objects or they're given ten they objects? They get to pick their ten objects. So they all picked a tarp? I mean, that's I feel smart. like all of I'm them just... picked a tarp. Not everyone p- picked a fire starter thing. You know, the little stick with the... Like oh. flint? Like a... What is it called? I don't know. Fire starter? I think it is flint. <laughs> Thank you. But... I hope so. Well, flint is the... Pro- Someone the... should Google this. Is that the little... You strike flint. Oh, okay. Yeah. To make a spark. Yes. Yeah. So most people did that. One guy didn't, and he did not. I mean, it's so good. I don't want to give any it's, spoilers. I mean, I I would venture to say that it is nearly impossible to rub two sticks together to make fire. He, I mean, I was scared for him a few times. This one guy who did not take a fire starter because that was like his like skill. That is terrifying. Was making fire from sticks. Yeah. Was he just like oh, my screaming goodness. at the sky? Like, he didn't account me. for the different. St- uh, types of wood. <gasps> so well, certain like, woods are better than others. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. So Anyways, the, I highly recommend This it. makes me think of a documentary I just watched. It's on Amazon Prime called The Barkley Marathon. Mm. And it was like inspired by this guy who was who used to be a runner. And I think he even said he's never finished his own race that he created. But it's they have 60 hours to complete it. And it's five loops around this same track, but it's like through the Smoky Mountains. Oh. And it's taking them like 13, anywhere from like 10 to 13 hours to complete one of the loops. Wow. And they're coming back. Their legs are like cut up. I mean, they are, they, and they can't sleep. They can't really like stop. When they get back and they start their next loop, they can like take, if they got back fast enough, they can take a nap, eat put new socks on yada yada i don't get the and and the this whole like extremist endurance thing like it, it just doesn't i don't understand it like there when the what when the temperature on my tv show got to like seven degrees i was like tap out so they have like this option to tap out yeah so it's like pretty <laughs> secret like nobody knows how to even apply sorry no that's i fun. just i'm like why it's t- it, <laughs> i get it i don't i have I like you would want to do it yeah i don't know that i would want to do that because i don't really like the repetitiveness yeah and they're having to do five of the exact same loops yeah but they have to so when they get, come back this way they have to go back counterclockwise oh then when they go out again and then whoever comes to the the starting spot first for the fifth loop they get to choose if they want to go clockwise or counterclockwise first and then whoever comes next has to go the opposite way so none of them are going the same way the last loop because a couple of them in this documentary would like pair up and kind of go together but a lot of people like only 40 people are chosen a year to do it and by the end of it there were like three guys doing it they all tap out I worked with a guy, a massage therapist who was a marathon runner, and he did a few of those 24-hour, well, yeah. I say 24-hour runs, but I think it's a 50-mile marathon, and it takes like 24 hours. Yeah. My goodness. I was like, Oof. that I would not want to do. The thing, So, like, free wheel... Have a, I think we talked about a little bit. So Free Will's this local si- long distance cycling group. Oh, yeah. And it uh, to me, I would love to do it because it's long distance, but it's not necessarily a race. Mm-hmm. So I think taking out the, the endurance part is one thing, but adding the competitiveness yeah. makes me feel like, fuck it. Like, 
To your me, competitive side kind of loses out like out to the endurance side of it yeah i'm like i would rather do something enduring for fun yeah <laughs> like freewheel is a long distance cycling thing where you camp out each night and everyone hangs out and drinks right. beers and there's a bus that follows you in case you're tired or whatever yeah. to me that sounds I'd be fun. like i'm already that tired i need fun. to get on the bus i yeah. think it would be really really fun and i'd like to train for that i would you guys have that. lots to train for speaking gotta, of take my oh no no go i've got to take my bike into into the shop but yeah, my bike is sitting in the weather mine has been too and i don't well you don't have a space either and nope. i ran out of space in the garage no space so I you guys are gonna do it systems and put yours up that's high. a good idea i need to do that yeah like, like on soon. the ceiling of your garage uh-huh. oh that's probably yeah. good idea. mine's just sitting in the bushes over here so you're training for freewheel and couch to 5k oh yes Yes. Yeah, yeah. So Leslie and I started Couch to 5K, which, funnily enough, funnily enough, funnily enough, funnily <laughs> enough, I have also started Couch to 5K, which has been fun. What, what part of five Couch to 5K are you on? I just started week three, or I'm sorry, I think tomorrow I start week three. You're leaps and bounds <clears throat> ahead of me. You know, I am. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not really leaps and bounds. Yesterday when I did it. I did it in the heat of the day and I, I was like really hot and I was just like, this is stupid. Why am I doing this right now? But then I was already like halfway done and heading back towards my car, which is what I like to do is run as far away from my car as I have to, because I have to get back. So anyways, it's, it's been a good fine. way to do it. Yeah. What you're going to run cash to 5k just loops around your I'm car. I'm just going to run into traffic. <laughs> <laughs> we and, went, end oh. it now. We went to Riverside this past Sunday morning. That was really nice. It was so nice. And it was really, something really funny happened. Oh, yes. Tell me. (laughs) We pull up and I look over and there's like 20 sorority girls. Oh, yes. And they're all wearing the cute little biker shorts with the like cute little crop top. Oh, you guys saw me? Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, oh, God, I don't want to run by. And it was my first day of Couch 5K. So I was like, I don't want to run by these girls. It's the easiest day. Well, listen. (laughs) Leslie walks up and she's like, I was like, did you see those girls? I can't remember, but I said something like that. And she's like, yeah, I thought they were homeless people. <laughs> I totally did. What? And she's like, um, I was like, no. Where on River? Well, maybe we shouldn't tell our exact. By River's exact... Edge. Oh, by River's Edge. Yeah. I was yeah. like, Not you mean people. the sorority group? <laughs> yeah. The other day when I was running. It was early. In her defense. <laughs> In her defense. Yeah. When I was running really early the other day, I like. When I'm running by myself or in the dark, I don't use my headphones because that's dangerous, right? So I had them out and I'm jogging along and I have my Couch to 5K app loud in my hand. So when it's like, ding, run, I start running and I start running and I was like, my feet are so loud. And I keep going. I'm like, I'm not even running that fast. How are my feet making this sound? And this girl just like, vroom, like runs right <laughs> past me. And she's running so fast. And she's like, I mean, she's adorable wearing the cutest little running outfit. And she is just so fast. And she's running like super great. And I was just like, that wasn't my feet making that sound. <laughs> and then like, I was like freaking myself out. Because I was like, now all I can hear are my feet on the ground. And it's like, boom, boom, boom. And it was like, it was so fast. Anyways, it was pretty funny. Hey, you're doing it. You're out there doing it. That's all that matters. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Yeah. All right. 
Leslie, anything else you have to add about your week? Oh, you know, my dogs went to the groomer. It's Aww. always a good week. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. And they have their own little Instagram. They do oh have their God. own little Instagram. They're so cute. What's the handle again? It is Spike and T-Bone. All one word. <laughs> They are shih tzus. Oh, sorry. I love they Leslie's are shih tzus. Sorry, I, let me talk about Leslie's dogs. I'm obsessed with Leslie's dogs, so I get overbearing. I'll let the real mother talk about them. <laughs> yeah, I was um, in the habit of a, for a while of sending Taryn a daily photo of TT. Oh, this is the best part of my day. If you haven't seen her, check her out. She's literally the cutest. And I think my dogs are pretty damn cute. I think cute. TT kind of looks like you, TT. I, I keep saying I'm gonna start. Just I don't know. That's might not describe, be a compliment. Describe Darren's face, Leslie. <laughs> yep, looks like TT. <laughs> if my tongue always hung out of my mouth, I would not be as cute as TT. <laughs> if you wore your hair on the very top of your head, that's very trendy right now. Completely messed it up. <laughs> then you would look like TT. And cut cut it all short except for like the sides. Yeah, you look like Miley Cyrus. Oh God, I I'm sorry, Miley. I love Miley, but I'm not a fan of the mullet. Yeah, but she rocks it kind of. Have I seen? I don't know that I've seen it yet. Last time I, I saw it was Google pretty it. short. But Taryn, do you have anything else? You want to rag on any other celebrities? Mm. <laughs> I'm not trying to rag on Miley. I think we'd be best friends. But uh, I do too. I'm getting my Miley arm. I'm getting my Miley side. Yeah. So Taryn and I went and what? got tattoos with our brothers and our grandma for our dad and we got matching um sunflowers and a m that was in his tattoo and mine are kind of speckled on my arm and taryn's are kind of speckled on her side and so i we, i we have little black miley tat like sporadic miley tattoos don't well, you think yeah you what? said black miley like they're black tattoos <laughs> she had, they're like all little black tattoos they're yeah. not Sorry, just Girl, funny. Drink your margarita. Be quiet over there. <laughs> so, Sheridan, are you ready to tell your story? I sure am. Are you ready to listen to me tell my story? I am. Leslie? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> tappy, t- tappy fingers? Sorry. No, it's all right. Keep working on your story. <laughs> I'll take over for a minute. It's definitely what I'm doing. Oh, that line sounds about. To- <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I'm going to tell you all today about the story of. The Sanctuary of Our Lady of Lords. What? Interesting. Oh, Taryn. What? All right, Tim Allen, listen. Oh, I thought so, I sounded like... um. Oh, uh, Marquis La- or, uh, Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. What? Uh-oh, you made the... Sorry. Hamilton. Quick Hamilton oh, side reference. Leslie yeah. knows. Oh, yes, Leslie knows. Okay, sorry. Ready, Skylar sisters? Okay. <laughs> That would be amazing. Let's do that at the end. At the end. Get um, ready to sing. Oh, boy. I'll be Angelica. Liza and Peggy. <laughs> she shook her head. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you're out on that. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So I have been watching Zac Efron's show on Netflix called Down to Earth with Zac Efron. Have, so have you watched it? The very first episode. Okay, that's Maybe good. Maybe like the first five minutes of the first I episode. have not watched it. That's fine. Zach has overdone his muscles for no, me. No, listen. I This is... I have to tell you. He's so fine. And also, in college, I'll just admit this, I was a high school musical fan. <laughs> oh, a, boy. A couple of years late. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought Zach Efron was the cutest thing in the whole world in that, but... This new Scruffy Zach is 
hella nice, Taryn. So, fun fact, while he was film, I, he I was in Iceland when he was filming that first episode. What? Yeah, he was in. He we were in Iceland. Leslie at the same time. planned that shit out, and he wasn't on the Allegiant flight home. No, it was a Wow flight. First of all, now defunct <laughs> Wow flight. I don't even know what you're saying. Wow, Wow, wow Airlines. <laughs> it's Colors like were fuchsia and white. I, I'm, I'm for it. It sounds it like a Fanta beverage. Pretty amazing, and everything said Wow. Real in capital letters. Um. So did you guys see Zach Efron? No. <laughs> Someone just let me know that while we were there, and you screamed into the abyss of Iceland. Well, I mean, it's a small island, so I kind of got my my hopes up. But I, I would. I know. I feel like you're. You only go to Iceland to go to these specific spots. Yeah, that's true. So it feels like you might run into Zach Efron. Sure. I, mean, I was guessing he wasn't staying in the hostel that we were staying in. <laughs> But the, uh, though, you never know. Though, he probably if you, had an amazing Airbnb. <laughs> if you had watched further, you would have seen he's in some shady, well, oh, really? like one kind of shady place. I'll have to look further. I'll, I'll tell you which episode later because I cannot sure he remember. Was bunking with 10 other people, but. He seems like he's down for it. Um, anyways, Taryn, you got to give him a chance. He's a man now, baby. So listen, I didn't say I wouldn't tap that. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, if you're listening. So I'm not saying Zach, you're a bad looking dude. Just slow down on the steroids. I don't think he's doing. You going. gotta look. You gotta. You gotta. Look. <laughs> Listen, Zach. I'm in the minority here. Keep doing what you're doing. Obviously, it's, yeah, it's working. Leslie and Sheridan are the ones talking right now. We like you, not that one. So this show is actually super interesting because not only is he just traveling all the, over the world to these different countries he's eating their traditional foods and foods from chefs there and so they're using super local foods he goes to all the tourist sites but then he also kind of shows these different informa- informative looks at different global warming issues and so on That's cool. and they even do a water taste testing oh with like fancy af waters it was really cool to watch but i definitely want to do one i think it would be he did it with um, Anna Kendrick from Pitch Perfect. And Love, Love Anna. Anna. Yes. <laughs> Look at all these celebrity name drops today. But she's doing it with him and she's like, this, this one tastes like pennies. And like, I was just like, I want to taste different waters because she was really good at describing, describing them, them differently. So have you seen that meme that's recently going around? Oh, Evan shared it. Our brother Evan shared it. And it said, that smell, it smells like a bad, smelly smell. <laughs> like, the person couldn't actually describe the smell. Did, was that a picture of me in the meme? Because it sounds like me. Let's do a water tasting test on Instagram Live or whatever. Sure. So I'll just bring some water from my house. You bring some water for your... I actually, our tap water has grown on me. I, I knew it would. You have good tap water. Leslie like confirmed. Uh, yeah. I have good tap water also. Mm. I do not. Let's. Okay. We're doing this. Are we doing I'm this? wondering if my. I have old pipes. I mean, my house was built in 35. So, 35? Yeah. Your house is haunted. My house is haunted? Yeah. Why Actually, would you say I that to her? I think so. I, I, you know, having not a lot of people around my house very often. Not That's any. true. I think you would feel. Oh, you don't. Yeah. You don't notice energy. your hair being brushed at night. It's <laughs> <laughs> just shared it. <laughs> she looks over and it's TT. Her tongue's hanging out. I have woken up to TT being right in my face. I don't think she sleeps. I think I she think thought she does there either. was a ghost she in the just, house. Her little ponytail's too tight. <laughs> oh 
Oh, she's like, please no, take my I phone. make sure I like triple check it three times. She's At like, least three I times can't a day. Close I am my eyes. double checking that she my can't. ponytail's so tight, my eyes are held open. <laughs> all right, all sorry, right. sorry. <laughs> Where was I? So one thing that really stood out to me in one of the episodes uh, that I just had to look more into, and I'm going to tell you all right off the bat that I'm basically 100% going to retell Zach's story. That's okay. (laughs) But it's on episode two, and I did do some digging myself because I definitely needed some more information. So I'll just start off with Zach's uh, story. The story starts in 1858 when the Virgin Mary came to a 14-year-old girl named Bernadette Subarus, which I'm probably saying her last name wrong. I mean, that's what I should have named Suze was Bernadette. You should have. I actually kind of had, I had voted Bernadette for prudence, so. Continue. So Bernadette saw this vision seven times. She was told that a spring would appear and that people were to come to the spring to be healed. Her furious digging into the mud led townspeople to just think she was a cuckoo bird. But when the water began to flow, her vision was deemed to be real and thus a miracle. Bernadette and the whole village made a once in a lifetime trip to the grotto to heal their sin. So it was like a little bit outside of their village. And many believed the next day that they were healed of their sins and Virgin Mary had forgiven them. To this day, Virgin Mary. Virgin Mary had come to their shoes. So, to this day, that water continues to flow from the spring, and thousands claim miraculous healing as a result of drinking or bathing in it. Mm. What? So, it, how did the water taste? Like pennies. <laughs> Someone had put a lot of pennies in Old that grotto. Dirt. <laughs> well, tasted a little like Bernadette's hands, to be honest. Um, <laughs> tasted like coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, for real. Now, a local priest. Um, I'm sure when I wrote this down, I meant to look at how to say his name, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, the, him and the bishop. They bought the grotto and the land around the commune in 1861, three years after Bernadette had seen the Virgin Mary seven times. Immediately, they set about modifying the area to make it more accessible to visitors and started to work about um, building the first churches. Go figure, right? Let's make some money off these healing waters. So the water from Lourdes was thoroughly analyzed by independent chemists in 1858 and 1859. Okay. Super accurate. Yeah. What made you a chemist? 200 years ago, you don't think it was accurate? This dirt tastes like dirt. (laughs) So it must have dirt in it. I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't be so rough on these chemists. (laughs) No, I appreciate them. They were the beginners. So... We don't know because of these guys. I'm just kidding. In their research, they didn't know. <laughs> they didn't. They're like, well, there's... Shocker. Yeah. All right. So they did, obviously, they didn't find that these waters really did hold any power to cure people. And no specific scientific or medicinal properties were found. Despite this, the water just still kept having these pilgrim pilgrimages to lords and many uh like brought bought statues and little rose rosary beads um containing small vials of it and even would take some home in really large plastic containers listen they gotta share with their family at home. no we went to the Gandhis in varanasi and this water 
let me tell you, unless you're on your deathbed and you want to die faster, you don't want to drink this water. And people were taking it like in in old milk jug. But oh, wow. they thought it was like healing water or they just 100%. <gasps> It's healing water. People from all over India travel to bathe themselves in this water. See, these places are real. We got to go. Did you get in it? Are you healed? I floated on it. Close enough. And walked you, by free it. Free pass for healing. Okay. But our, our guide was adamant that we should not drink the water. <laughs> I think he was like, it's healing. He, he, I actually stole his joke. He was like, some people take it home and give it to their dying relative to help them die. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That, what's the one guy that took you guys around? The mall. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. I'll have to tag him. That was hilarious. Shout out. Yeah. He's, He's like, so sweet. If you're going to India, you got to use the mall. Sorry. Go no, on, Sharon. No, that's great. That's great. It was giving me some time to find my spot. So even on this show, they speak about, um, so I'm sorry, speak to a father who says that many people may not always come to be healed, but to just find peace there. And since 1883, there has been a residing physician at the sanctuary and they welcome anyone who comes to report an alleged cure. So if they're like, this water healed me, they, he has to look over them and see if he, if they really have been. The current physician sees about 100 people per year. He then has to judge if it really was a miracle or a cure. All right. So since the 1700s, the Catholic Church has seven strict and clear criteria for a health event or healing to be deemed a miracle. So here they are. Number one, for this to be a miracle, the person must have a full diagnosis of the illness verified by doctors. So it has to say that they truly are sick. They can't just be like, I have arthritis. A doctor has to say it's true. Number two, the illness must be severe, not a headache or the flu. Listen, I have really bad headaches. So chronic. Chronic. Number three, the illness is unexpectedly gone. And number four, the cure happens instantly. Number five, the person is completely cured. There's no remaining symptoms or side effects. Number six, the cure is lasting. They won't even consider a case until it has been a, over a decade old. Oh, wow. So the illness has never come back in 10 years. And number seven, there is no explanation for why the illness is gone. So I have a question. Yeah. I have an answer. Say I go for my chronic back pain. Yep. And I, how much of this water do I have to drink? <laughs> like 17 gallons in one. <laughs> like, is it just a little shot glass or do I have to drink a 14 gallons? Like, it's a really good question. And maybe each different disease is different amounts of water. So if you go and you, you want to get healed by this water, do you see a physician to get healed by the water? It didn't tell me that. It just says that this physician is the one who will look over like all of your papers and make sure everything's legitimized by a doctor okay yeah or himself interesting yeah it's pretty interesting so (sighs) thanks for saying that because i thought it was that's what (laughs) i wanted to tell you there was a really like whoever decided to add the 10-year criteria sure very smart like yeah it worked and then 10 days later you're like "Uh, yeah uh so While they are explaining these seven criteria, they are hearing from the physician about a healing or miracle. The story is about a man who had cancer all over his body, but it was really focused like in his pelvic area and on his femur. And he was showing them the MRI scans of the cancer all over this guy's body. And um, he said the man bathed in the water, even while he was like wearing all these casts all over his body and said, I have no pain. And then the doctor showed after the scans and it was just all completely gone. 
Over 300 different doctors have studied this case looking for a medical explanation, but have not been able to find one. Wow. So, I mean, y'all want to go to France. France? This is in France. Oh. I thought, where are we? (laughs) I don't know. I was speaking in a French accent at the beginning. (laughs) Did you not notice? It was me, Marky. <laughs> Guess Stop. what I did? I <laughs> scrolled on my page. <laughs> so do, 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 do. it's really hard to have a cure deemed a miracle. And over the past 135 years, out of 7,400 claims submitted to the Lord's Medical Bureau, only seven have been substantiated and verified by the bishops as miracles. Okay, that makes me feel glad, though. They're like legit... yeah they're not like yeah sure that's a miracle no they're all real and on february 12 2018 the 70th miracle had been officially recognized so that is pretty much the story of that i like that there's the criteria too because I know in Oklahoma, anyways, it's a heavily Christian state. Yeah. A lot of people like to say, oh, after I got out of the hospital, the Lord I had a, miracle. had a miracle. Yeah. And it's like, was it a miracle? Because I'm pretty sure you're just in the hospital and doctors were curing you. <laughs> that's and currently taking a medication that's been proven to, yeah, yeah. cure you. <laughs> it's, the miracle, it's not a miracle is that. The Lord made us smart enough to develop medicines to cure you. That's right. And you're going to be a nurse, so you're going to be able to cure all of us. Let me lay my hands on you. <laughs> so I have, I have one little fun fact that Bernadette, the girl who saw the visions of Mary, was actually declared blessed on June 14th, 1925 by Pope Pius XI. And she is now referred to as St. Bernadette of Lourdes. Aw, right yeah. before I was born. That's right. Oh, and I wanted to In say... In 86, that's... not 68. No, I didn't say that at all. No, I, I was... said 1925. 19, I yeah. did say 1925. I know, I was making a joke. It was a few... <laughs> it felt It was flat. so good. <laughs> it was a... We're laughing still. That's what we're doing. I feel like I'm being laughed at, but I'll laugh a lot. <laughs> I just, I have to do my thank you really quick. Oh. And I had to thank you, um, not you, sorry. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> now I think to you, my thanks to Zach Efron, oh. <laughs> Wikipedia, and Saint Zach Saint Zach Efron of Lords, um, and none other than the Catholic News Agency <laughs> for their help on my story. So that was a good time. That's so interesting. Good job, Sheridan. Yeah. Thanks, guys. And Leslie, are you ready? I. Um, as ready as I will ever be. Woohoo! We're okay. we're ready for this. All I'm right. excited. I know. I'm a little nervous. This you, is. You'll be great. I I I'm just. You're just hanging out on the couch. Finds this as interesting as I did. Um. So mine also is from Netflix show that I've recently been watching. Oh, awesome. Um, it's, uh, have you guys seen Penny Dreadful? No. no. On Netflix? Okay, well, you have to watch it. It's very good. I'm going into season three. There's only three seasons. It's, that's upsetting, but well worth the watch. Awesome. I'll watch it. So, ha- having watched this, I, I started to, I didn't really understand why it was called Penny Dreadful, so I started Googling that. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, 
Penny Dreadfuls were started in the 1830s in Victorian England. They were small publications of different fiction stories. Different, oh. Yeah, and they all cost a penny. Oh, clever. So, and they, they were called at one point Penny Bloods, Penny Awfuls, or Penny Horribles. But Penny Dreadful was the... The one that's The name that's Was the catchiest. Yeah, I mean, that is a very <laughs> catchy name. So they were cheap, sensationalized literary series that were marketed to the increasingly literary working class of, of England at the time. Each issue was published weekly with 8 to 16 pages and a lurid il- illustration intended to draw on re- readers' morbid curiosity with, oh, yeah. you know, shocking vampire, or shocking images of vampires and violent uh, crimes and things of that sort. It's like the first true crime. It kind of makes me think of Little Women. <gasps> oh. When Joe she, like, sells out, essentially, like, to make some money. So she writes yeah. more, like, a romantic yeah. novels instead. Yeah, sensationalize it. Yeah. yeah. And... So it's it's funny that you say kind of sold out because it was yeah, I read that it was more second rate writing. Mm-hmm. Um so and <laughs> I found this very interesting. So it was 18 or it was 6 8 to 16 pages long and it would just cut off in the middle of a sentence. What? You know, if if that was the end of the Talk eight pages. Talk about a cliffhanger. Yeah, exactly. Like, you'll get the rest of the sentence next week. Oh, that's like a real cliffhanger. That's so rude. And then they grab the... <laughs> no! Exactly. What exactly. did they grab? So, um, but yeah. And then on top of that, story continuity was not important there was one series where the same character died twice <laughs> did and i write that so, story you know they were a penny what you know you, you get what, what you, you get I mean, wait you get what, what you pay what's for a penny from then worth now <laughs> so i know a shilling i read that a shilling was tw- i think 12 pennies okay. i'm probably wrong on that but i you're more right than i am Devin. I, there was there was there was something about it a half penny as well so i don't i don't know you guys i don't know talk 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 amongst yourselves i'm looking this up <laughs> how much T- don't continue okay i'm penny in <laughs> to, to, wait, wait what year was this uh let's say 1845 how much is a 1845 in england penny in England, we need a currency <laughs> rate change. There's yeah. a lot. There's a, a big algorithm in that's involved. You're right. <laughs> One million dollars. Okay. Wait, you know what? I think I'm going to take the in England part off because <laughs> I didn't like that. Oh, my gosh. In the U.S. coin book, an estimated value of an 1845 braided hair Liberty large scent is worth $23 in That's money it? today. <laughs> Get out of here. And it can be worth, if you had one of these, almost $406. <laughs> That's very specific. I know. Okay, I'm sorry. No, no worries. I'm glad So about $23. Coin collector <laughs> so stuff. That's a really expensive book that ends in 
but the middle of the page. I think if you're looking at it as not the historical value of the sure, penny, sure, sure. yeah, I think it'd be different. No, but, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> I got a few pennies laying around. I could buy a couple of these. You could, but I do not have a couple of twenty three dollars laying around. Okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Okay, so these were immensely popular during the time. Um, there were more than 100 publishers at one point, and they were selling over a million copies a week. Wow. So these were very popular. I want to read one. I do, too. Well, you know, hold on. Okay. I'll, I'll get to some things. Okay. You know, hold on. I brought some for you all. <laughs> these ancients. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just pull them out of my bag. That'd be great. Um, uh, and then from what my underst- like from my understanding of my research, they were, I think, initially marketed towards adults and then moved to a younger population. And so in the end, it was like, um, you know, young people fighting crime or that type of mystery. I sure. feel like, you know, adult book or young adult books are always the most popular. Absolutely. That's true. That's yeah. a good point. Um, and so you may recognize some of the characters today. Um, they include Varney the Vampire, Dick Turpin. Yep. And Sweeney Todd. Okay. Yeah. So Ooh, the- one out of three was pretty good. <laughs> but uh, Fleet, or the, the, he's the barber of Fleet Street, which has been turned into multiple things since then. Uh, one being the Tim Burton production with yes. Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. And... Helena Bonham Carter and Alan Rickman. R.I.P. But yeah, uh, so fun fact, Varney the Vampire is a tale of a vampire, uh, sorry, is a tale of the vampire Sir Francis Varney and introduced many of the tropes present in vampire fiction recognizable in modern audiences. It was the first story to refer to sharpened teeth for a vampire. Ooh. Yeah. Very interesting. That wow. is interesting. Like, how exciting for the author. Like, if I only they knew. You changed history. I mean, you know. Yeah, they wrote history. the history. Yeah, exactly. That's so fascinating. They wrote that made-up history of real vampires. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, these were eventually marketed. Not funny. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so focused on making sure I Leslie's keep like, my place. That's enough laughing from you two. <laughs> Completely blank. I have no clue Sharp what you Sharp teeth are not about. funny. <laughs> Gosh, she's trying to talk. I'm focusing. <laughs> no, but um, so like I was saying, they were marketed towards young adults. According to BBC, um, the the descriptions of the genre was the far-fetched tales of an intrigue and adventure where the they were the video nasties or shoot 'em up games of their age. Oh. So they were equated to what would be video games for young people today and they were held responsible for real life acts of criminality and bloodshed well nothing has changed time. nothing has changed yeah it's always just something wow. different everyone's trying to blame somebody always and then so my it's funny that you mentioned true crime because my first thought was this is definitely like the true crimes obsession of today yes they they were saying in one of the articles that they would sell like pamphlets or papers with um you know at public executions with like a description of the crime yeah. and all of this stuff and that um these kind of morphed out of those eventually so really it is like the true crime obsession of today wow um 
Eventually, their popularity started to decline with the rise of competing literature due to the cheap material that they were that they were constructed from. They're rare to find today, but um, definitely some of the stories still endure. I wonder if you found one, how much it would be worth. I would keep it forever. I mean, that's like a matter. really nice inheritance for yeah. your future family. Here's I a book. If you read it, how much it was, I will. I will look this up in I'll just look. a moment. Yes. I think that would be really interesting. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. And there's a few examples of, um, you know, besides the show, the Showtime show, Penny Dreadful, um, Animal Collective has a song called Penny Dreadfuls. Oh, and I'll have to listen to that. I like Animal Collective. Yeah. And there's an Irish literary mag- magazine called The Penny Dreadful. That's so. really cool. That's amazing. Yeah. That's super interesting. I thought it was too. Nice Good job. job. Yay. It was 100% not what I was expecting to find when I Googled origins of Penny Dreadful. Yeah. Yeah. It happened no- to me several times. I was like, maybe I actually know this. And then when you started talking, I was like, I I was lying to myself. <laughs> I have no idea what a Penny Dreadful is. Yeah. I didn't either. I, I- never would have guessed they were... I thought it was a character. Yeah. I think because I heard of the show, I thought it was a character or yeah. something. Well, it, to be honest, when you first said it, it made me think of Pennywise. And I was like, there's a show called Pennywise? The clown from yeah. it or whatever? Oh, Sorry. yeah. Just making sure. I knew I knew that name. Okay, yeah. See, that's exactly what I did. I was like, oh, Penny Dread. No, Pennywise. You're not thinking of the right thing. <laughs> so anyways. Yeah. Good job. Good job, Leslie. <laughs> Thank you. That is super fascinating. I'm glad you think so. Are you ready? I think so. Gonna end us on a good one. Uh, I am. So my story is about Pam, the brain-eating amoeba. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now I remember this conversation. (laughs) So earlier, Leslie's like, "I'm scared you're doing the same story as me," and I was like, (laughs) "I was like, that's so funny because Sheridan and I freak out about that too." And she's like, "It's just because we spent so much time together." I was like, "Exactly." Like our brains start syncing up. But anyways, I um, picked this because I did microbiology over the summer and we had to learn about this a little bit and it sounded scary. And guess what? It is. (laughs) Uh, So I found a lot of my information from this uh, information video, like publication from this microbiologist, Marsha Howard, who's actually a Tolson. Um, Marsha started her work in microbiology in 1889 and found her why when a three-year-old Emerald Watson uh, was diagnosed with Oklahoma's first case of Pam. Oh, Pam. She was splashing around in Lake Fort Gibson, showing her family how she could put her face in the water and, you know, just playing Aww. in the lake. And little did they know that there was this little invisible killer in the water. Uh, sadly, Emerald would pass away from Pam in just over a week. Oh, my gosh. That's Ugh. fast. It's really fast. They're like, curse you, Lake Fort Gibson. Yes. Uh, Emerald's brain tissue was biopsied and she was diagnosed with PAM, which stands for, (laughs) forgive me, primary amoebic meningoencephalitis. That was beautiful. Thank you. That's exactly how you say it. And what is this microscopic brain eater, you wonder? Well, this invisible free living amoeba is an opportunistic pathogen that thrives in warm, fresh waters like lakes, rivers, and streams. Man, all the fun places to go. I know. (laughs) 
They really do not mind living in soil either. Oh, so great. You can't go anywhere. Don't snort soil. Don't put snorting soil in your nose. I don't know why I said that. When people are infected with Pam, it is in the amoeboid phase. And when they're in this phase, they travel really quickly. They enter through your nasal cavity. And once it gets to your olfactory nerve tract, which is basically an amoeba speedway, they enter your olfactory bulb. Wow, that's amazing. And you know how to say, um, um, like, smell in Spanish? No, olfactory. Is olfacto. Yep, that's why. That's amazing. I love when I can make that connection because I was always like, I don't know. That doesn't make Thank any you, sense. Latin. <laughs> Thanks, Latin. Thanks, Latin. Sponsored by. <laughs> Latin. Sponsored by Latin. Just, I really like this idea. I do. Okay. So once it hits your olfactory bulb, it just goes to town on your brain. Oh, like, oh God. It just starts like bouncing around. Like having a party. It's and like, it kills oops, you oops, oops. in a week. It's very quick. Oh, it's definitely having a party, I guess, then. Yeah. So What's it like? So fast. It's like mutating inside the brain or it's eating, like, it's eating and spreading. Is it turning brain to goop? Yeah. Is it the first vampire story ever written (laughs) (laughs) about sharp teeth? So the Pam amoeba does not discriminate when it comes to their victims. That's right. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Are you cheering on? Very progressive of you, Pam. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Brains are what they're after. Me too. (laughs) <laughs> Who is willing to let them in is the question. Oh, that was so good. I'm sorry, Taryn. That was really good. I'm sorry for that being I'm so going to make you repeat your sentence. I thought that was great. <laughs> They're really after brains. And I said, me too. We have it recorded. <laughs> <sighs> Man, being the littler sister. <laughs> knocked down every time. Can't I'm go laughing. Back. Am I not? <laughs> to appease me. So brains are what they are after. (laughs) But who is willing to let them in is the question. So most commonly infected are 12-year-old boys who are horse playing in contaminated water. Definitely dodged a bullet there. (laughs) Boys (laughs) Boys tend to be less adequate at keeping the water from getting up their nose. So they tend to be the perfect prey. I was going to say something really mean about 12-year-old boys, but I will not. That's probably good. (laughs) Amoeba's victims are male and female, though, and they range from 1 to 66 years old. So for a boy or a girl. (laughs) Sorry, I'm sorry. It's it's only because Leslie keeps laughing that same way and it makes encourages me. So I should blame Leslie? Yes. (laughs) I don't know about this. (laughs) Welcome to our show, Leslie, where you will be blamed for... That's okay. So where are these contaminated waters? You could simply be enjoying your pool. No. But have you properly cleaned it with the proper chemicals? I was in your pool. I'll never swim the same again. I know. How about a family day at the lake? Yeah. The lake terrifies me. Have you heard of that new water park? No. What's it called? And bring Amoeba. a meeting Amoeba Park. It's called Pam. Pam. It's called- <laughs> you want to go on a float trip down the river? Aren't we going to go on a float trip? <laughs> yep, Saturday. Oh my gosh. We're going to make the boys wear nose plugs. What about 
Are you heading to Pakistan to experience a spiritual cleanse? Not right now, but maybe I'm going to France for a spiritual cleanse. Well, it's actually happened in Pakistan because part of it is doing basically a neti pot. No. And they'll use tap water. no. And guess what? They're just pouring amoebas into your brain. Why don't they like, don't you have and to? And this is why I don't neti pot. Yeah, same. I've actually heard about this, but not Pam's. I know. Well. I just like, use I sink water, even though it specifically says to use distilled water. Oh, Taryn's like, I like to live on the wild side. <laughs> Come at me, amoeba. Yeah, Pam. <laughs> eat this brain. Just get a neti pot. <laughs> <laughs> These are just a few of the ways to contract what I imagine to be little zombies. So, <laughs> this is a story from a penny dreadful. It I, is. It kind of it is. Sounds like it. Um, so there are two paths of. Uh, there's two roads of infection that could happen. Like once you get the amoeba. <sighs> okay. So let's go down one of those paths. So if you didn't take the advice and skip the Pakistani spiritual cleansing. Oh, should I have closed my eyes at the beginning of this? <laughs> Close your eyes. Okay. I'm gonna just. Give you a neti pot cleanse. <laughs> Guess what? You just got pammed. <laughs> you have now awakened on your third day post cleanse and your head feels like it might explode. Oh no. Oh, this is not a cure. <laughs> Did they not relieve you of your demons? Oh, they used the other pot of water, the <laughs> demon one. Sorry. You think, I just paid a lot of money to have a migraine. You decide, maybe I should go to the hospital. They check you out, give you some meds, and send you home. Oh, they don't know. Oh, no. The next morning, you're walking in circles and freaking your family out. And just as they decide to take you to the hospital (laughs) for the second time, you start seizing. Oh, no. I thought it was going to turn into a zombie. (laughs) You're rushed to the hospital. You go into a coma and sadly die. Oh, my gosh. I thought that path was going to have a happy ending. Well, no, because those microscopic bastards just cause severe inflammation and hemorrhaging of the brain. Oh, my gosh. So. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to know about the second path. And this one better have a good outcome. So now I'm going to lead you down the second path. You head to the hospital because you have a crippling headache. Wait, wait, wait. Does the beginning of this path is the same up until this point? Yeah. So you've still gone to Pakistan. Pakistan. You've had your spiritual cleansing. All right. They've neti potted you. And and this is three days later. I'm doing what? Uh, You wake up. You head to the hospital because you have a crippling headache. Okay, okay. Got it. When you get checked in, your doctor, knowing it's high spiritual season, asks... Did you just put tap water in your nose to cleanse your sinuses of demons? <laughs> you bet your ass I did. <laughs> that is literally no, my sinuses. <laughs> oh my god! Are you serious? <laughs> oh, give me the iPad. Uh, funny. <laughs> it's where the cursor is. <laughs> you bet your ass you did. Did we just become sisters? <laughs> That's wild. The doctors believe the worst. And if she is right. I'm sorry. I'm still laughing about that. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. The doctor believes the worst. And if she is right, she knows she has limited time to treat you before pulmonary edema and cardiorespiratory take you from this earth. Oh 
She puts you into a medically induced coma to cool your body down to a low to the low 90s. The amoeba starts to shrivel up and stops reproducing due to the arctic tundra that your body has now become. This is insane. This doctor just knows that it's probably a Pam. Because it's high spiritual season. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and they're smart and remember the whole section in school about amoebas. Well, because every season they have like two Americans come in who are putting tap water in their nose. Oh, I forgot <laughs> that we were visiting Pakistan. We were not from Pakistan. Gosh, the details. So the doctor opens your skull and gives direct injections of amphotericines B to your brain. Oh, good. It's not C. She gives you a direct injection of Zac Efron B to your brain. <laughs> Knowing she can only wait so long to see if you... <laughs> this will occur. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Knowing she only... <laughs> now I can't talk anymore. I just It's because you're thinking about Zac Efron. Knowing she can only wait so long to see if this will cure you, she prepares Plan B. She calls for three treatments of Milter Osine, and she does not worry about the steep price tag of $180,000 per oh, wow. treatment. You're going to get this. And how many treatments? Three. Three. It, I'm sorry. Say how much they were again. $180,000. No, no big, no big deal to save me that. so I can just pay bills the rest of the life you're giving me. Okay. She sorry. knows this is still experimental, but when you're not responding to the Zac Efron B, she knows <laughs> it's their only hope. You awaken, scared, unable to speak or move. You are alive. But you have some brain damage. Sorry, it's not funny. <laughs> really, Taryn? <laughs> yeah, brain I'm, damage. I'm very Not just, funny. You know, brain damage you. is not funny. I'm sorry. I laughed at that. The doctor who saved your life puts your fears at ease as you will make a full recovery. And you will pay off wow. the 1,038,000 so, dollar bill that you have. The good news about this brain eating a meat amoeba pam is that it's highly uncommon there are just 139 american cases of pam since 1962 oh that makes me feel so much better (laughs) i thought you were gonna say a year yeah if our chances were higher i would be terrified yeah if it was 139 a year i would not be able to get back in a lake i need to know how many were from oklahoma yeah. Oh, I I did know that. I'll have to go back and look, but it, it's not super high. I think like twenty from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's kind of a lot. Um, but I will say on the scarier side, there are only five survivors in the whole world oh. from Pam. Well, so twenty five days is not a long time for a proper diagnosis. Exactly, and I mean, I don't know what your all's experience has been like when you go to the hospital. I feel like I've learned so much and our medical industry is just so incredible. But then when you go to the hospital, it's always like, oh, I don't know. In, in my research, I'm not sure. You're like, what? The, you're the professional here. Exactly. Well, and I was just thinking when you said five days is not enough for a diagnosis. When my gallbladder was rupturing, they were like, oh, maybe you have a urinary tract infection. I was like, I don't know. You guys are the doctors. And then when mom was like, a urinary tract infection, she asked me like, all these different symptoms for that. And I was like, no, none of that's happening. She's like, you do not have a urinary tract infection. Like, 
so anyways i'm just saying it took like forever and they're like oh yeah here take these pills and it was not the problem at all yeah yep i mean sorry it's it does happen a lot it does happen a lot thank you but there's so many things that cause the same well and you're taught to look for horses not zebras i'm I'm saying that wrong but the most common thing exactly a brain eating amoeba oh that makes sense which is why so many people probably die from it yeah Yeah. well luckily you gave us every medication that we need to tell the doctor so if we're like i'm pretty sure it's a brain eating amoeba and then we can be like we need zach efron b three injections of that and then the (laughs) and then we need the other thing there was another milli milli something at the end that was the three injections that's what i meant so i'd like to say personally that though i made light of this information i do find it completely horrifying oh we thought you thought it was hilarious and i mean i laughed the whole time which was highly inappropriate but i do take it seriously i messaged sheridan when I was learning about this, I was like, they were going to the lake a lot with some friends. And I was like, you need to make Miller wear a nose plug or check. She's like, like, what lakes have you been to? Yeah. Cause you can check online, like what the lakes have been tested for and yeah. what they're testing high of. So, um, I think it is inc- incredible what our scientists and doctors are doing. And even though there's a lot of misdiagnosis, this is super rare. So it is scary to think if you got this, you would probably just die because sure, you have a yeah. very limited window. Um, also Marsha J. Howard, the microbiologist who I watched all her research, her and her team are just so inspiring and she's so smart. So I was a big fan girl about her. So what's her name? Marsha? Marsha J. Howard. Oh, she sounds amazing. She is. I love the name Marsha. Me too. It's so sophisticated. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Oh, or that. Dang it. I I was thinking like Marsha sophisticated is like the M-A-R-C-I-A. And that Marsha to me is the M A R S H A. Interesting. Okay, that's real snobby. You what? need to c- get off your high horse about your Martian spelling. Martian? <laughs> <laughs> I am an alien. Well, are we ready to do some tiny gooks? Oh, sure. Good job, by the way. That oh, yeah. Was great. Oh, thank oh, you. We will clap. Very interesting. Everybody clap. Okay. <laughs> All right. I have only one tiny goog, and it's tiny. So my yard was getting really high on grass. <laughs> <laughs> that damn yard. Um, and so I had to borrow your all's lawnmower, Darren. Came and got it. Took it home. My front yard looks on fleek. Start going in the backyard. I was like, wow, this grass is really tall. And your lawnmower was like, no. I was like, I'm not doing this. And I was like, come on, try it. And I started again. And I was like, okay. I need to probably call some professionals. But before I called professional, I thought, I just need to change the setting, the height setting. So I had to Google how to change the height setting, though, because I couldn't figure it out. Did you do it? Yep. And when I figured it out, I felt real dumb that I couldn't figure that out. On my I own. haven't changed the height setting on it before. Did you bring it back, by the way? No. I we, need to mow. Okay. We don't have to talk about this now. Everybody's <laughs> watching. I'm, I'm so interested. I was going to tell you, like, no and why I haven't brought it back yet. And then I can't. That's not important. So, Leslie. Okay. So, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Moving on. You're right. <laughs> that was a tiny goog. <laughs> that really was it. I don't know. Mine's like not going to be a very long goog. It is it is small. It should um, be. It's called tiny. That's true. It can be that's short, true. small, tiny, teensy. 
Teensy? However you want. <laughs> um, I, this last week, I was uh, somehow got on the discussion of um, being born in 1988. It was the year of the dragon. And so I kind of looked up a little bit of background and just wanted to tell you guys that Sheridan, you're the year of the snake. That's right. A snake. And <laughs> Taryn? Tiger. A rat. The year of the tiger. Yes. Wait, what? I'm a tiger. tiger. What you really knew you were year of the tiger? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'm sorry, you're a year of the dragon? Yeah. And over here I'm just a snake. <laughs> I'm gonna eat you for dinner. <laughs> tiger and a dragon? This is so like my life. What does the dragon mean? So not to brag. <laughs> oh, it's really not, bad. It's not to brag, but it's the so best year in the Chinese calendar. It actually is. They uh, people wait to have their children in the year of the dragon until they can have them in the year of the oh, dragon. Gosh, I'm gonna hold this baby in until. Well, no, people will like put off getting pregnant until they know. Like I, the person I was talking to. Um, who it's a part of, you know, their belief system. She's, yeah, I have to be pregnant in, I think, three years in order to have, like, she knew off the top of her head. Oh, she's like, I've got to have a child in the year of the dragon. So she's like, we need to hop to it. I need to get a date and got to get a married and I got to get a baby. She's already married. Oh, okay. She's, but she does want a A dragon baby, a dragon baby. Exactly. Okay. Um, I like it. It's good. So they're, it's supposed to be, you know, they're all very lucky, very fortunate, um, and have a lot of the personality traits of people who are typically successful. So, you know, understandable. That's understandable. You, you so. are successful. I mean, I, I, do, I do my best successful? every day. You do. You're a hard worker. You're a dragon. And I like, am a hard she worker. slays. <gasps> Oh, oh, dang. Taryn went there. <laughs> a dragon slayer, but not in the same way that you right. think. Yeah. It's a little different. One's an ad- dragon's an adjective. Did you? In that. Wh- what are my traits of a snake? I'm going to be honest. I don't know. Listen, I, don't, I didn't care about <laughs> In you. my research. She doesn't when know. When I found out people waited years to get pregnant and have a baby in my year, I thought nothing is more than this. <laughs> Pretty much stopped The right snake there. can do nothing. I'm looking it up. Fine. I'll do it on my own research. <laughs> well, I know about this because one of our favorite restaurants <laughs> are you that I can't think. Bangkok? No. Oh, my God. I love Bangkok. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm having oh, a brain fart. Fresh wound, huh? Oh, Bangkok, I know. Um, is it a restaurant I've eaten at? It's the one at 31st and Sheridan. It Binley's. Is. Okay. She just yep. needed to say the list. Yep. Great. Now, everybody's going to go to 30. <gasps> Binley's, um, they, their placemats are yes. your Chinese sign mm-hmm. or whatever. And Devin's a monkey and I'm a tiger and you should not put a monkey and tiger together. I didn't think. That seems dangerous to monkey do. Monkey is one of my compatible, but... They're like she said that there were a lot of like bad combinations. Yeah, and they probably base their marriages off of that. I, I would bet. not doubt it because in India, I mean, it, they're very much into your zodiac signs, mm-hmm. and it's fascinating. It is, and so the eastern version of the zodiac is based on years mm-hmm. as opposed to months. months. And there's the the animals in the eastern zodiac. Do, they don't have any constellation correlation 
Oh, mm. so that's only on the more western side of. I I want to look more Zodiac. into this. That's really interesting. Well, it is interesting. I did just look more into this. I need to tell you all about the snake. <laughs> um, snakes are intelligent and wise. And snakes tend to act according to their own judgments. And also, snakes are good at communication, but say little. Uh, I think you... What was the second thing? The judgments? You act on your own judgments? Yeah. I would say that's accurate. I would say... If you want to communicate about something, you're good at it. But, but getting, getting you to, to communicate yeah. is the hard part. So, tigers. Oh. I want to know about you real yeah. quick. Yeah, yeah. They are brave and competitive, unpredictable and confident. This all sounds amazing. They are very charming and well-liked by others, but sometimes they are likely to be impetuous, irritable, and overindulged. Looking at you all born in 1880s and 1986s. Sorry, I don't know what year this is. Listen, I always overindulge. 1986, this is you, Year of the Tigers. All the good was absolutely correct. I don't, uh, to be honest, what was the first uh, bad thing? To be honest, what's wrong with me? What's impetuous mean? Impetuous, like. I'm going to give you an exact definition. <laughs> Listen, I'm glad I didn't, wasn't the I'm, only one. I'm just, I am having a hard time thinking of a synonym. But would you say? Acting or done quickly and without thought or care. Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say impulsive. Impulsive. That was the word I was trying to like I am impulsive, but it, I, it's not because I don't care. It's because I'm excited. <laughs> it's because you yeah. care about all the things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm excited. I would say I'm very much a tiger. Uh, I, I thought it sounded like you. Okay. Well, now I want to know. I, I didn't look up exactly what the dragon was. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You were the <laughs> well, best. You, Sheridan, you had the link up. I, can't, I just, I didn't, I just Googled my own. Listen, honestly. I'm going to keep going. Yes. I, so, because I'm in Wait, we cannot talk for four more minutes about Year of the Dragon. Okay, go. Okay, I got it. Right? In, go. Uh, count me down from 10 seconds. Drinking your marg. Dragon. Got it. I was spelled dragon. Oh my gosh. Spelled dragon wrong. Um, You are dominant, ambitious, authority, dignity, and capacity. And dragons prefer to live by their own rules. And if left on their own, are usually successful. One, 100% yeah. Leslie. <laughs> A lot of those things sounded like exactly what you said at the top Wait, of this. Wait, did they not even list negative things about dragons? No, dragons have no negative qualities. <laughs> I also had yes. no negative qualities as a snake. Why did a tiger have negative <laughs> I, I looked up different places on all three of them. That was a B, but it was unintentional that yours had negative traits. It feels very intentional. It, it, the, the last when I noticed what very intentional. When I noticed it was going to go ahead and start saying the negatives, I kept going. <laughs> it was not on purpose. I promise. It's okay. It's fine. What's so, your um, I uh, googled local tattoo removal places because I'm impetuous <laughs> and we just got tattoos <laughs> and I just got more tattoos but I've been thinking about getting my guns removed which spoiler alert they're staying unless I win the jackpot Seriously, it's basically going to be $8,000 to get Do them removed. Do we know anybody who does free tattoo removal? I know I'm hoping getting into medical aesthetics I'll be able to remove them for not that much. I told you I'll help you remove them now. I'll just 
hurt. Oh. And it's not safe. Or she wants to cut my skin off my back. <laughs> she wants to skin you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That sounds bad. <laughs> I mean, calling it what it is when makes you, it sound bad. When you say it like that, <laughs> she's going to make him out of a lampshade. Oh, my God, Taryn, I was thinking it, too. I was like, I'll make a shoe hole out of your skin. your skin. I'll make a, a lampshade out of durable skin. skin. Oh, don't you know? Okay. Okay. Well, you don't like that? That was a great song, guys. All right. I think that's it. Thank you, Leslie, for being our second guest. Thank, Thank you, you Taryn. Thank you so much for <laughs> having me. You were amazing. I'm really excited. That was, a good, that was good to come back to. Yeah. We appreciate you. And we're excited for your podcast to take oh, off. Thank you. Oh, Soon. Yeah. So we'll post more about her podcast and you guys can follow up. Woo. So with that being said, goodbye. So long. Goodbye. Farewell. Goodbye. <laughs>